Moto Spot Show. What's up, everybody? We are back. Uh, San Diego has come and gone. Military appreciation was rad. A lot of cool bikes, a lot of cool themes. Um, just everything all around that round's really cool. I love seeing what everybody does and how creative they get with these bikes. But I'm excited to get uh, get to episode 31. A huge shout out to our sponsors, Spot Network TV. Please check out all of our downloads, our episodes, all of our streaming that we do um, from not only me, but from Whiskey Throttle and a bunch of other people at the Spot Network app. Check those guys out. Huge shout out to them. And of course, thank you to our, our everyday sponsors, Bellray, Acherby's, Scott, Works Connection, Motion Pro. Huge shout out to those guys. They've been really supportive of our show. We'll have some giveaways coming up soon. Again, like I said, I'm excited to have uh, a Cherby's on board for 2022. We got some new new bikes coming right now with the gas gas getting finished. I should have that uh, all posted up this weekend. So excited to get that bike done and built. But with the episode I have today for 31, yeah, episode 31, I don't even know where we're at. This guy builds bikes for professional living. He is uh, one of the top mechanics in the pits. He's got one of the best riders in the industry. And uh, he used to be a 408 legend back in the day. So please welcome Cameron Camara. How are you, Cameron? I'm doing good, buddy. Dude, uh, back on the grind. I've been excited. Yeah, yeah. Supercross has started, and uh, you and I haven't really talked in a long time. We kind of went our separate ways back in the day. Like, I went to Nashville, and then we haven't really talked. Yep. But then we reconnected over at Washougal, and it's like, man, it's uh, it's yep. cool to see how we've kind of went different paths, but we're still in the industry. No, absolutely. It's like uh, I pictured my life behind bars, but now i'm on the other side of it spinning wrenches so it's kind of a kind of a cool change yeah no it's cool and when you say behind bars people we're not talking about prison okay we're talking about dirt bikes we're not talking about <laughs> prison we're talking about handlebars yeah uh, <laughs> so but dude back in the day 408 was a spot and uh, unfortunately that place is gone now but uh do you do you miss the old stomping grounds dude for sure like it was a big eye opener when uh when i went to or the oakland and just seeing so many 408 boys come by and just congratulating me on catching a ride with Hunter Lawrence and American Honda, Geico Honda. I mean, it's been a pretty legendary ride. Yeah, for sure. Like, I don't know if I just said that you had one of the best riders. I don't know if I actually mentioned Cameron is Hunter Lawrence's mechanic. Um, so he gets to, to work with the Lawrence brothers side by side and uh, gets to hear their griping and, and moaning every day. So it's uh, uh, it's got to be oh, fun, yeah. though. You, you got to enjoy it. I can only imagine that's probably one of the funnest semis at the uh, uh, at the races. It is nonstop comedy with those boys. It's made that practice track. It's all business when we go racing, but at the practice track with those two, Going up to the 83 compound, I mean, it is just a riot with those kids. Yeah, and it, it's got to be cool, too, because uh, Hunter's mechanic, uh, Char- Charlie's his name? No, Hunter, Jets. Jets mechanic? Um, uh, Jets McChristian. Christian, that's right. You guys are kind of the same yeah. age, so you guys kind of can relate. And you Are you guys also yeah. roommates, too, right? No, he's like, he's uh, what, six years younger than me, Okay, but he's... I mean, since I started at Geico, he's been, he's been a buddy. Like we've yeah. been, we race, not race together, but our, our riders race each other going through, uh, amateurs and whatnot. He had Carson Mumford and I had Joe Shimoda and they were just battle bros pretty much the whole way through. And we became friends, especially once I started at Geico and now we're, we're not roommates, but we basically are because we drive a good two hour huck to Torrance pretty much every day. That's um, right. That's carpooling. Right. Yeah. You yeah, can together. yeah. I so knew we, there was something that you guys yeah, did. So every day. Now we meet up either. He meets here 
we take my uh, chick's car or I meet him and we take the, the Ford Focus. Yeah. Man, that drive yep. to Torrance has got to be fun, huh, for Menifee? Uh, it's a little <laughs> brutal. Like, it, yeah. it's a good 80, 87 miles, and it'll take us anywhere from, depending how early you leave, an hour and 20 to two hours solid. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. And it's, then, uh, it, the yeah, it's, SoCal it's traffic. Oh, God, it's that freaking uh, 91 all the way up to Torrance, basically. is just pretty much hell. Yeah, you need to tell. But we get it. We get it done. We yeah, it you done. got it right. It's it's a passion. We all do it. We all yeah uh, live the the daily grind of just being behind a steering wheel and windshield time or, or or airplane there's, time. There's always a grind. If it was easy, everyone would do it, right? Yeah, for sure. And that's kind of what I want to talk to you about. Like like I said, you and I reconnected, and um, I started this this janky pod, and I was like, man, I want to get Cameron on. He's kind of got a crazy story, you know, ex ex racer yeah. and. NorCal kid like me and um, now living in SoCal and, and working for one of the best guys in the in the industry or yeah. one, in the on the gate. So for you, like you said right, earlier right. in the show, you worked with Joe. Like how do you go from 408 Northern California to working with somebody that's coming over from Japan? Like how does that even happen? Dude, it all started with just grinding with uh, MX Clinic. Like I had oh, my okay. family. Pistana? Jeff Pastana, dude, he's, yeah. he's the ringleader. Okay. He, uh, he took me up under his wing when I was training and racing and that didn't really work out. So he, um, I worked on his stuff. I worked on his stuff to live at his house basically. Okay. And crazy thing, uh, Frankie Latham, he lived in the same, we called it the dungeon. He lived in the same dungeon. He works for <laughs> Marvin Muskan. Yep. And Naoki Saragawa, I think his name is, he's Honda manager of Japan, lived okay. in the same dungeon at Mortimer Lane. And anyways, uh, we, we've been best friends for a long time. And he's like, Hey, you want to do this gig with some, some Japanese writers? And I'm like, what, what are we doing? He's just like basic stuff. We're going to go down to SoCal, live there for a few months and you're going to work on their Hondas. Pretty much American Honda gave them bikes and they're coming down from Japan. And that's how it all started. Once that three months was, has came and gone, uh, Sam over at Honda asked Jeff, if uh if they had a mechanic available and i was like basically i didn't have anything really to go home to so it uh i'm i contacted them and it happened to be the shimoda family and we had a meeting put the numbers out on the line and i was like pat i'm staying yeah we ended up staying and i was i was supposed to be down for three months and i never went back home that was it so (laughs) Love it. Started started working with Joe, and I saw something in him that I was like, "This kid can do it." So we spent seven years together, freaking grinding from a ten year old sixty five rider that didn't know any English to now he's eighteen and he's on a factory Cowie ride. So yeah, pretty cool story there. Um, we're still good friends. He lives a few minutes down the road, so I see him here and there. Kind of keeps stuff in a storage container. I can't fit at the house, so they, okay. uh, they're they actually really good family friends, and they came out for uh, my son's first birthday. Like, we're still pretty close. Yeah. So it's, it's a good relationship there. That's awesome. So, But like, that's basically how I got down to SoCal was through Jeff Pastana MX Clinic, just yeah. grinding it out, like you said, an old 408 freaking washed-up pro, gone <laughs> mechanic. I love it. That's kind of the story of everybody, right? Like Tony Archer, you – yeah, um, yeah. There's a couple guys I can't really think off the top of my head, and I think we just lost 
Just lost him. Um, shit. Hold on, guys. Crap. He's back. Did I, did I screw that up? <laughs> no, you're good. Like it's it's fine. Uh, I'm back. If you don't have technical difficulties during a podcast, you're not doing it right. That's just how. I oh, look at dude, it. I <laughs> these guard darn AirPods, dude. I touched my ear and it cut the line. I'm like, no. I was gonna. But, just, I was like, I was like, oh, his probably his one year old probably clicked the button. <laughs> right. No, no, no but same, same thing. Like we just you work your ass off and you can you can make it. It's it's tough, but you really. I've had hard times doing this job, and I wanted to go home, but stuck it out, and it was yeah. well worth it in the end here. Yeah, like you just mentioned, you know, Joe's 10 years old, doesn't really know much English. Like, how, what was that like? Did yep. you guys use Google Translate on a phone, or did you start learning it was Japanese? Like, or Like, what was, that, what was that all about? It was broken English between his mom, me, and Joe, because yeah. they, they, they were gnarly. They stuck him right into public school. Oh, okay. Not knowing to lick English, so they they threw him right into the ringer. So he had not even homeschool, huh? Coming from Japan, he went public. No, he. That's a story. From Ten, shoot, from maybe three, three years of public school. Okay, something something around that, give or take a year or two. But uh, yeah, they chucked him right into there. So he had to learn English. Yeah, and I did. I didn't know Japanese. I tried my best to pick some stuff up i know some dirty things but i'm not gonna say them on the air but <laughs> always gonna know. it's all good yeah we can't be having but, that but uh can't be having that but um <laughs> no it was it was a bit of a struggle like because we would all talk and then the parents and joe will talk back and forth and i'm like what the hell are they talking shit like what are they yeah, saying it's like, right it's now? Like they're arguing and, uh, with each other yeah totally totally and no it's just it worked out i mean yeah, it took for a sure. while 10 years i, I mean I, it's had to uh, work out right Right, and then he had his little sister there too. So I helped them. I helped them all with English and slang and this and that, and just getting through day to day stuff, signing the kid up, all of it. That's that's awesome. I was like his, basically like his legal guardian. Yeah, when we went racing. So is that yep. how uh, how Jet and and the Lawrence brothers got pretty close? Was through Geico? That kind of all trans transparent through each Dude, other. That that's. That's a crazy one because me and Joe went to Belgium for Junior World. Okay. That's when I fe- first first met Jet. Okay. We went to Belgium, and they were racing the 65 class together. Um, I think Jet is a year younger than Joe, maybe a year and a half, something like Maybe a year. Okay. Um, and they were one and two. Joe went 4-1, and Jet went, I'm not sure, but he, he – he won the last moto, so he had to been right there, yeah. and he ended up pointing and getting the championship there in Belgium. And that's the first time I met Jet. He was a little tubby, little Australian kid. That's awesome. And then we we fast forward, and they're like, "Oh, we're hiring a Lawrence boy," and I'm like, "Lawrence, Lawrence, Jet Lawrence. I know Jet Lawrence." And the kid comes in, he shakes my hand, and I'm like, "I met you before." I have pictures of you and Joe up in Belgium. And he's like, no way, mate. Blah, blah, blah. And they were still 49 and 47 in Belgium. Yeah. Then we fast forward to them being 15 and 16 at Geico Honda, Amsoil Honda, and they're 49 and 47 again. That's awesome. So it was, that's then, then the relationship started because Joe was such a to-himself, quiet kind of kid. And Jet is just this explosion of energy in your face. 
talking yeah. smack, like just getting you riled up. And Joe's like just wide eyed. Yeah. He's like, who, who is, is this Australian kid? kid? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But then he starts learning how to, how to adapt to it. Yeah. And they became really close friends. So that's awesome. They're still friends to this day. If, if Jack gets beat, I think, I don't know what race it was, but Jack gave him a big old hug when he beat him at, when Joe got his first win. Oh, yeah. I don't know uh, if he saw that. What was that, Utah but, last year? Was it, in U- was it Utah? No, I no, it hadn't been before Utah. Okay. Yeah, yeah but I they, remember. I can't remember either, but Jack gave him a big old hug, and that, that just shows the relationship right there. Yeah. For you, though, like Geico, everything was looking good, and then – Next thing you know, we get a press release out of the out of the blue, and Geico yep. is shutting down. Like, yeah, what was that like for you? You put ten years in with the team, re- built that relationship. Um, that well, you know, it, everything. It, it was about so when when Joe got hired on to Geico Amsoil, he was an amateur. I was uh, two years as a practice guy under Ricky Rock. Um, okay. He was Joe's race guy while he was there as an amateur and I started building my my career there I'm like this is it I'm locked in like I can do this and I got the opportunity when Joe went pro to be his race guy so we got through we got through a season together I think he placed third in the season okay and um I mean I'm like I'm living the dream I'm on Geico Honda I mean I got Kevin Windham up here in my garage, like a shrine of Kevin Windham because he was my favorite writer. So I'm in, I'm in the spot of my dream, right? The job yeah. of my dreams. And then we go through our COVID season and that's going great. And, and whatever, I am still doing my thing. And then by the end of the Supercross, it was like, Hey guys, we might be shutting down. And it was, everybody was just like, what yeah John's and they're dropped. like don't 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 go anywhere don't don't leave yet just hold tight we're trying to get a new title sponsor because i think it was geico was leaving us so it was okay. like a scramble so we're trying to we're rolling with the punches right and we rolled with them all the way up until paula and that's when we got the for sure shutting the doors yeah this is it no more time and then all like no more no, no more, uh, no more Geico. That that's it. And I mean, it was a mad scramble. There was a few mechanics like uh, Jet, Jet Lawrence mechanic. He went with him to Honda. Obviously, that was a given. Yeah. Um, Hunter's Hunter's mechanic was supposed to go with Hunter. Whatever happened there, it didn't work out. And there was a few other. Dang it. There was a few other uh, guys. There was about 20 guys on that team, and some of them found homes and some of them didn't. And luckily for me, I had that relationship with the Lawrences, and they gave me a call and asked if if I wanted to work for Hunter. Okay. And I really – I had nowhere to go. I had a one – or sorry, I had a baby boy on the way. And I'm like, I have to take this job. And I talked to Shimoda's and they were like, we, they were also in a pretty sticky situation of not having a ride, like searching for a Phoenix ride, this and that. Right. And I think he did a tryout with Cali and that obviously ended very well. 
and I went and talked to, I went up to Torrance Honda and I talked to the boys up there and we, we made a deal. Yeah. And that's how I ended up at American Honda. Another one of my favorite, uh, favorite yeah, you've been on Honda since I've, since I've known you. That's all I've ever ridden. I, yeah, I'm I looking at my, my, yeah, I'm looking at my trail 50 right now. My first bike and 77, uh, Honda trail 50. Yeah. So I was going to say, that's all I remember you on was, was Honda. So it's pretty crazy yeah. how it kind of goes full circle. And I bet that had to be kind of like, kind of nauseate, not nauseating, but a little bit to where you're like, man, I've been with Joe this long. It's like, you don't want to leave yeah. him out to dry, but at the same time, like you said, you had a family and you didn't want to kind of exactly not do what's best and for your family. Right. So. Right. Right. And they understood. So everything was ended well there with that relationship, but it was a little nerve wracking because I was so used to Joe and how Joe did things. And yeah. with being with a writer for so long, you don't really, you got to adapt to somebody else. So the first few rounds with Hunter was a little nerve wracking, making sure he totally likes a different bike and different handlebar style, lever style. And learning that was, a uh, was tough, but it all worked out. Yeah. It took time. Well, it's, it seems like the bikes have gotten really good. And I don't know if this is just an outsider looking in, but it seems like now that it's HRC Honda, you guys are getting a little bit more resources. Granted Geico is factory Honda, but now that it's it's Honda Honda, like they're the main sponsor, it seems like the resources right. are a little bit more available. Yeah, I should we say. we moved in six of our guys to American Honda, and some of them saw the goodies and were like, "Oh, we can utilize this. We can make something with that." Yeah, and that for sure slowly started trickle into our our Geico two fifty or our HRC two fifty F, and for sure having. Having that uh, availability there at your fingertips, yeah, absolutely, it helps the bike. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the bikes sound are they look fast, and now you got a whole new platform. So for you, like, yeah. what's that adjust? Like the rider has to adjust, but I imagine uh, the mechanic has to adjust, right? Like that's a whole uh, new platform. Everybody's like after Hangtown, oh the off season, oh the off season. <laughs> Little and do me, they know. <laughs> me, and, me and Christian are looking at each other like we ain't getting a day off, are we, buddy? He's like. Nah, nah, doesn't look like it. Cause here, here we it jumped right, right. We jumped right into it. We took, uh, we took that new model and we went straight to outdoor testing, trying to, trying to figure it out. Man, it took yeah. some time, but I think we've gotten a freaking awesome, awesome bike. The guys at Showa, our chassis guys, our engine guys, they're just really kicking ass and making a good bike for these kids, and it shows. Yeah. We're on the podium every freaking weekend, so we're looking for that win. Yeah, you're right there. I mean, like, I know I'll never get on your level, but when I did a few rounds with Will and Keith and, you know, Blake and a couple guys, it's like, yeah, when when they're back there battling for 25th, 24th, you're like, not, you're like, oh, come on, like, get it. Like, you guys are battling for freaking wins. And then Mosman and yeah. him get together. Like, I can't imagine what that was like. Oh, uh, it's like, it's unreal. Like, cause you want it just as bad as the rider, you know? When yeah, you, totally. When you put this you put so much time and effort into this stuff and it was heartbreaking when he ran and ran into the back of him and went down. I'm just like, God damn it. I think Tommy thought I was going to break the, uh, the pit board over the tough block or whatever, but I'm like, I still need this. We still got time. Cause he, he put his head down and yeah, went totally. for a charge and caught, caught back up to him. But we need a little more time and a li- actually a little more patience and could have been ours, but we'll keep going. We'll keep plugging away for the next one. Yeah, I think that's uh, 
I think it's one of those things where this this year, not even this year, just now the last couple years, this field's pretty stacked. So the more consistent you can be, the better. Like I have to give credit to Christian. I thought like I'm like oh like Hunter's leaving with the red plate. Like this is gonna be good. And then right. and then Christian did Christian things, and I'm like, damn, that's pretty gnarly. But for you guys, like, yeah. what are what are those what are those talks like in the semi? You're like, dude, like you got to just keep your head down. Like I know this sucks, but keep your head down. Yeah. Like, just do you. It's taking the the good from the bad situation for totally. uh, for Hunter. He he's hard on himself. He was pissed off after that that last round, and he wants he wants to win. And like so many people say, wow, we're so surprised on Hunter and this and that, and me and him are looking at each other like we're not we're like that that we belong on the top box we yeah. belong on the podium every weekend and and that's what we strive for so we just keep plugging away take the good from the bad and uh do better basically yeah i mean a lot of people tend to forget when hunter first came over here the good old 196 on geico like dude he he shocked yep. some people and then he got hurt like if he didn't get hurt it might have been a different story but i mean when he first came so over there. like yeah i'm here can you hear me yeah yeah i hear you okay yeah, like when he first came over, uh, he was he was, I mean, he was a podium contender right out of the gate. I think one race he did end right. up on the podium um, in outdoors. So right, um, and I think a lot of he, people just forget about that with his injuries and stuff. Yeah, he battled a lot of a lot of injuries. I think it was two years or so, maybe three, and finally get healthy and make a, a full season. He's never done that besides last year. So. For him to finally get a full season under his belt, healthy, strong, it, this is the this is the kid we've been looking for for the last four years. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, he got his he got his number. This is his career number by choice, ninety six. They called him the Mad Dog, I believe, over in Europe. I love it because he was just he was just like the Diesel. He just put his head down and keep going and keep going, and he won some races out there. So that's his OG number, ninety six. We're not yep. trying to copy. Uh, Axel, this is this is his brand, and that's why we've gone with that different looking number because oh. he wanted to build build his name and yeah. build his number, and you know what I mean. Jet's got his uh, eighteen; that's his platform. He's building his uh, his uh, business or whatever out of that. So, okay. same goes for Hunter. Yeah, I didn't even think he about finally, the Axel thing, honestly. <clears throat> so, like, there's there's people saying yeah. that, huh? I didn't even know that was a deal. Oh. Uh, yeah, they were giving him a hard time about this and that, but I want everyone to know that that's his OG number from from Europe. Yeah, if you do the research, you know he had ninety six first. I mean, that's why he was one ninety six when he came over. I, I would believe because he couldn't get ninety six yep. right out of the gate. He had to have a three digit. So I mean, exactly, it, exactly it, it makes sense. So no, it's right. Yep. Like that, those those two guys are are building building a wave. I think for the future. Um, I talked to who does that. Who did I talk to? Uh, I believe it was Sean Yudkowsky. And it's like they're just the way they're marketing themselves is kind of something I see the sport doing. You know, like Lucas is like kind of revolutionizing the sport in a way of doing something different. You know, their own press conference and their own yep. their own um, apparel line, and then the, the donuts at the races. Like everywhere you go, yep. you see Lawrence, 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 and it's it's good for you guys. And I think it's one of those things where if they can keep their head on straight, like it's gonna be. It's going to be pretty rad to see what these two can do. Yeah, it's going to be a good season for both the boys, for sure. Yeah. And it's incredible what Lucas has done for them as far as marketing and building the brand and all that good stuff. Totally. Um, For you, though, like, you know, you and I were supposed to do this show on Tuesday, but you've been slammed getting ready for A2. 
what's what's kind of the week like for you man like i mean building bikes part you know right now we're still in covid so getting parts i can imagine is probably still tough even though you're a factory team like what's what's it been yeah. like what's what's all that what's the so the season be like Cause i know this is, go ahead i'll go um sorry so this is my first west coast um i usually i'm an east coast guy okay and i was like oh this is gonna be like a little easier you know i'll be home more dude <clears throat> we build at the shop so we'll Obviously, we go to the truck. We build the truck out on a Friday, do press sometimes, depending on if we get pressed. And from there, then we'll clean the bikes up, this and that. We'll race on Saturday. That's a midnight to 1, 1 a.m. Yep. And then Sunday is our day off. So we'll kind of relax on Sunday. And then the first two rounds, I thought I was a freaking war hero and I was getting up at 4.30 to get to the shop by like, 615 okay. and then i'd start my day and yeah. tear my bike down this and that and shop builds i've realized are the worst i bet dude i didn't i don't get out of there until because we don't want to take anything out of the truck so we rebuild everything from the shop yeah so i think i leave there around 8 45 sometimes just to get everything done because then tuesday i'm at the track with hunter yeah, and then Wednesday I'm at the track with Hunter, and then Wednesday afternoon I'll go back to the shop and button up any last things, load the semi, try to take a Thursday off like today, yeah. and then I get I get my day, ride my bicycle, whatever, and then tomorrow I'll be at Anaheim. So that's basically a, a week for for me every week so until do you, March. So do you prefer what building the bikes like outdoors? You guys build the bikes on Sundays usually. I right. Some teams right. Do. So do you like that better? Or do you prefer, like? It sounds like the shop's kind of a little more difficult. The shop is difficult, like because there's a little more walk-in. There's a little more this and that, and yeah. And with three guys building, it gets a little tough. But um, on at the shop, or sorry, on the truck, um, Sunday builds were pretty. I'm uh, uh, sorry. Hold on. I I gotta watch my kiddo. Yeah, um, Sunday builds. Uh, we get up about seven and somehow some way i'd be done by six okay at the doing a shop but that that everything's prepped and ready so i'll just go up in the truck grab my graphics my plastics or or sorry grab my plastics they're already kitted my four guards are already built um so it goes a little bit quicker i know like all the parts we have everything that we need and all the list does so it kind of goes a little quicker yeah, and a little easier, I think, on a Sunday build. I've done Thursday builds where we fly home Sundays, work Monday, Tuesday, fly out Wednesday, and build on Thursday. Yeah, and that wasn't too bad because we I would bring my bolts home, I'd bring my brakes home, I'd service all that stuff, then I'd fly back, and it was basically setting up, scrub my frame, wash my airbox, and uh, service my swing arm and linkage. Okay. So that stuff went, seemed like it went a little quicker, but it's still, it's, no matter which way you look at it, it's all the same. Yeah. We're all, we're busting our ass day in and day out and searching for a day off. Yeah. Basically. Just, just enjoying the, the Thursdays life. and then you got to listen, then you got to come on this janky podcast. You're like, just want a day out, bro. Like, leave me alone. Oh, come on, <laughs> dude. I've been, I've been oh, excited shit. for this, dude, but it's just been hard. Like last yesterday, I, I finished up my race bike and then, uh, then I'm like, dude, I need to do. I need to put a little maintenance into my practice bike. It's it's looking a little sad right now. 
Yeah. So then you service that, service that up. And yeah, just, I, I think just I got home up. around nine, nine thirty, ten o'clock last night oh, just after finishing. And then you got to, then you got to handle the drive. That's true. Yeah. It's funny. Cause like I was talking to Tommy <laughs> at Minio's. I'm like, dude, gonna get you on. and then, uh, and then he texts me. He's like, when are you going to have me on? I'm like, all right, well, I got Cameron this week and then I'll get you next week. He's like, all right, cool, cool. I'm like, okay. Uh, so it's pretty funny. Like you mentioned Tommy earlier. So, um, definitely be on the lookout for that one. Next week, guys, we're going to have Tommy. Something's bad in the background. Are you on your AirPods? You there? Hey, there? Yeah. You there? Yeah, I'm here. Are you, are you here? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, sorry. My chick took off in the car and freaking linked up to the car, dude. Gird Dern podcast. <laughs> this is, this is fun. People are going to either hate it or love it. I love I love there it. There so we go. Far. All right, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> so I missed I missed pretty much that last minute. The last minute. Okay. So what I pretty much said was uh you were talking about getting home at ten o'clock at night and then yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. you mentioned Tommy earlier and I was like, Yeah, was, Tommy was texting me like a uh, Monday, I think. He's like, Hey, when are we yeah. do the show? Because I was talking to him at Mini O's and I was like, yeah, I, yeah. I got Cameron on this week. I was like, I'll get you next week. And I was, and I was like, oh shit, I gotta get Tommy on because I put you before before Tommy. And I was like, oh shit, dude. Tommy, so, Tommy's a little warhorse too, dude. He that does. He does everything. Every. He's got his hands in everything, dude. It's so funny. For sure. I see him for like, sure. For just, sure. If he had a Strava in, for walking, he'd probably be like twenty thousand steps a day. He'd be on it. And then if you logged all of his miles of driving, it's incredible. That's gnarly. Because he he drives a test rig, he does chances bikes, he helps rock, uh, sorry Jordan out with rocks bikes. He's just all around hands on. I can I can help with whatever is needed. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. All over the place. And uh, now it's exciting for him. Yeah, no, you guys got a cool crew over there. You know, I want to get Kayla on too. She's she's been doing this for a long time, and she keeps all you guys yeah. in check. So I I really like to get her on. Oh as well. yeah. So he's the mama bear. Yeah, takes care of everybody. Um, yeah, yeah. But like you were mentioning, the the grind. You know, during Supercross, I've kind of never asked this, but for you guys, like, what's it like? It's kind of a dumb question, but I kind of just it just intrigues me. But how do you guys keep do? What do you do with the bikes? I know Windex is pretty popular, but like mud racing yep. stuff, you guys usually can't pressure wash at Supercrosses because those guys are strict about getting dirt in the in the uh, on the pavement. Right. If it is extreme conditions. Um, they are, they let us wash basically. Yeah. And I don't know if they deal with a fine later or we do or how exactly that works, but usually also I'll see, uh, designated wash areas. Yeah. I think if they, if it's calling for mud and rain, like wash over here, but in the past, I I feel like we've been able to wash it. No. Cause even at Daytona, we had to go out and wash in the wash area. Okay and get it all cleaned up but normal day-to-day is just a good old windex wash okay that's what i thought and i didn't know for sure but yeah i know a lot of people always ask yep. those questions or they say how do you guys keep your bike so clean and it's like yeah it's just yeah. a little bit of windex and spray under the fenders and hope a lot of dirt doesn't stick yeah you get that uh uh some kind of what is it uh silicone yeah. under the fender yeah, yeah for sure um for yep, you yep. like what would you say was the biggest surprise going from uh Geico amateur to Geico professional. Um, I'll tell you right now. I thought I was hot shot, ready to rip when Joe got his uh, 
his ride as an amateur and it, it set me in my place. I, I, uh, like I said, I went under Ricky rocks wing. He's our, uh, technical guy right now. He does like all of our special projects, all kinds of cool stuff for us. And he took me under his wing and I thought he was the biggest dickhead ever. And I tell him that to this day, (laughs) but he, he, he taught me a lot and I really appreciate everything he did for me. Uh, um, and I, I learned a lot. And from that transition as being under him as a practice guy, it really, really helped me when I stepped into the, uh, the pro side okay. for sure. Yeah. It was almost like he schooled me to be ready for it. It was pretty awesome. Yeah. Cause I mean, it's, is it almost like it's faster paced when you get to the pro level compared to the amateur level? Yeah. Okay. The amateur level is all about hurry up and wait. And then like you have so much time in between races. If something goes wrong, for for us, if, if we got to do an engine swap, we got 35 to 40, 40 minute window to get it done. Right. And granted, Supercross, it's a lot less mud and dirt. So it's a little easier, but like outdoors, when you need to do a motor swap, you have to be on your stuff. It's about 20 to 25 minutes to get that thing in and out with a wash, dry, like semi dried off and make sure you get it back together correctly. Yeah. Safe enough to go back out for the next moto right no water in the harnesses or anything like that yeah yeah just make sure everything's sound and set yeah um for me i'm a big geek on on parts like what's something for you that you saw when you got to the pro level you're like dude this is sick like Um, i mean suspension internals you know works suspension suspension was cool the data is really cool how they log everything with their data harnesses and stuff yeah, but I mean, I don't, I don't know if you've noticed everybody with their electric water pump. Yep. Yeah, we did that. Okay, so you guys were the trendsetters. So we were the trendsetter of the electric water pump. So that that one kind of sticks out for me, and that was with uh, HR, HRC Honda the last season. We uh, we threw everything we could at the motorcycle, and I thought that was that one stuck out when I seen all these bikes at uh, A one with electric water pumps. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that that was. Uh, I think everybody was kind of blown away by that one. And then somebody yeah. said you guys also run a dual injector. I don't know if that's true. I know Cowie's got a dual injector, but um, um, so I don't know for us, no. But I know okay. a lot of the bikes come with that dual injector. But yeah, nah, we're not we're we're not on that not on that program. But but I can't I can't talk too much about all the secrets. You know, I, I hear you. I hear you. We got to keep that confidential. Yeah, sure. Yeah, but um, I'll tell you that a stock Honda doesn't come with one. And we're not running one. Okay, I love it. Mm-hmm. Hey, I will, like we said earlier, the bikes rip. So you guys have got something figured yeah. out over there. Um, they are working well. Yeah, when I went to the Cowie race shop in 2019 and seeing like all the CNC machines and stuff, you know, because the bikes, our our bikes have to. I don't. I can't say our bikes, but the United yeah. States bikes have to stay production for most part. Um, you get a little right. bit of works bikes, but it's cool to see some of the, the tricks and traits that you guys come up with. And it's crazy to think a lot yeah. of these other companies like Asterix or arc, like they make one off parts for people that, that they don't offer to the public. So it's like, man, it's like, it would be kind of cool to have yeah. some of that stuff. But there's a lot of like behind the scenes stuff that people don't know about. The little carbon trinkets, like yeah. little stuff. Like, like you little may not even know it. Yeah. Yeah. It's no, like, it's pretty cool. And I love that stuff. You and know, like, like I think it was four years ago. Uh, Works Connection showed me the 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 cylinder caps and like you couldn't even talk yep. about it and now they're promoting it. I'm like that's cool that they're promoting it because like 
that was like kind of a secret, you know, a while back. And now it's, they've kind of put it out to the public that they make those for you guys. So it's kind of cool to think right. the same companies that you're buying from are making parts for, uh, for team bikes, factory yeah. bikes. Right. For sure. For sure. No, it's, it's a cool thing with all the little trinkets and carbon pieces. It definitely makes a difference. Yeah. We wouldn't be doing it if, uh, if it didn't. Yeah, no, I, I totally understand that. It's, it's one of those things to where the bikes are just getting better and better and, here pretty soon, dude. You're gonna be on electric. No, I'm just kidding. I hope. Oh, not. I hope man. not. I hope not. I want to. I want. I love burning that race gas. I know. God, it smells good. Unless you're but, in the KTM semi, then it's horrible. God, or that, you that got, ETS stuff is ridiculous. Oh, you can smell it from across the way, dude. You guys were at uh, on Renegade at Geico, and then you switched to VP. Was that just a a money thing, or was the VP a little bit better? I don't know if you can talk about that or not, but. I think a lot of people um, were kind of surprised when you guys went from Renegade to, to VP. I I think it depends on who's in our R&D department and who they have clicks with. Okay. Um, I, I can't really say the exact reason, but I know the VP Fuels is working awesome for us. And yeah. the boys down there really uh, really care about the racing and kind of help us in any, any way we can. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. So for Hunter, anything that's like a special request? I know like some guys have to have special grips. Um, some yeah. guys have to have special levers or or foot pegs or, or brake pedal. Like what's Hunter's big like knickknack that he has to have? Dude, he, the guy is so funny because at Anaheim 1, I couldn't go because COVID or whatever. Yeah, I, really, I was wondering it. that too because like, I don't see Cameron. And then I and then I saw you at uh, Oakland. I was like, okay, he must have just been sick or something. Um. My phone was blowing up. My chick had it. I told my work. They told me to stay home because yeah. I'd been infected or whatever. Yeah, so yeah. I stay home and and uh, Hunter and Christian were talking because Christian filled in for me. And he's like, "Man, this, the seat is this thing new." And Christian's like, "Yeah, and that's what you're using." And I'm like, "Dude, no way!" So then we go to Oakland. Okay. And I'm like, "Hey, I got some for you." He's like, what is it? I was like, I got your broken in seat, the soft one. He's like, oh, he's like, soft he lights, he, oh, he lights up. So his thing is a soft, beat ass, uh, worked in seat. That's, That's what fun. he loves. So I'm a softie, and I brought it. And Christian's like, screw that. He's running new stuff. He's got to get used to it. I'm like, dude, the guy likes what he likes. If it helps us win, I'm in. Yeah, for sure. So, like pipe down soft over there. Seat for Hunter. <laughs> yeah, he's. He's got a sensitive butt, I guess. That's awesome. <laughs> and he doesn't. He hates. He hates the rid. No rid seat. Okay, there's, just, just gripper. Yeah, no, no gripper. Just smooth. Yeah. Yeah. He's got yeah, a little baby. No rib, him, dude. Oh, he's a little sissy. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So that, that that would be it. His lever position too is big. He likes. He likes just grabbing the very ends of them. Okay. That's a big thing. Bar so bend. What, like, what bar oh. bend does he run? Uh, special he runs one? a Renthal, uh, probably. Okay. I know J-Mark's got a, a really I'm, crazy special one. I think it's production, but I don't want to say too much and get myself in trouble. Yeah, no worries. But, uh, Renthal, baby. Let's go. Yeah, Paul P. I want to get him on the show, too. Like, that guy's got some stories. Uh, I just did a freaking, uh, little thing for him. God, I was awful at it. Okay. He's like, this is what you need to say. I'm Cameron Cameron. I work at HRC Honda, and I'm going to install this sprocket. And I couldn't do it to save my freaking life. He ended That's up incredible. having to step in for me and speak for me because I was just 
But we we ended up knocking it out. I'm not sure. I'll have to talk to Paul and see when that's coming out, or if he's going to use it because I was such a wreck. Dude, got to. I got to get better. Need to start doing like interviews in the mirror together. Yeah, dude, I felt like Joe Shimoda out there. (laughs) Dude, Joe's interview podium was sick last year. He did pretty good. He's getting, dude, from, he went from not knowing a word or what's it like. How, they would say, hey, Joe, how was the track? Uh, good. What's your favorite part? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like when he would get, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> like getting uh, interviewed in uh, like Loretta's or something. Yeah. Yeah. He just right over his head. He just, yeah. I think it yeah. was. Track was, the track was good. I think it was Utah. Or maybe Indy. I can't remember which one, but he got on the podium and yeah. did an interview, and everybody was like, the dude's been here a year, and he does a better interview than Marvin that's been here for 15 years. <laughs> right? Dude, it's incredible. I was like, oh, that's no, crazy. He's gotten, he's gotten a lot better, that's for sure. Yeah. I like it when he like talks yeah. crap. It's pretty like it's funny to hear him talk crap. Oh, it's hilarious. But do you, guys, uh, do you guys ever meet up like at the practice tracks or anything, or is does Connor kind of stay away from like, you know, I'm seeing more and more guys now go to like Elsinore and Hemet, you know, like, yeah, it seems like more guys it's are starting tough. to ride with more people, but it, I didn't know if it's still kind of closed off. The less, the less riders, the better just safety wise. Okay. But sometimes we got to do what we got to do to get some different dirt. Cause yeah. riding Corona clay every day kind of gets old. So we'll switch it up. There's some local tracks that we know some people that, help us out and if we have to we'll, we'll rent an elsinore for a day and just have it a little more private yeah. if it's able to be private it's nice it's just, just a little easier. more relaxed yeah yeah you yeah, don't have to worry about any any idiots or anything no i hear you that was a cool interview hunter did i think last weekend where he talked about the starts just the dirt difference off starts like you don't really think right. about stuff like that so it's cool to kind of have him yeah. talk about that doing a little bit of like the dirt's different you catch a little wheel spin it's the guys are so good at their job these days that just that little tense, this or that, you'll lose the start off of it, you know? Yeah. Or like when we are when we were racing, you could kind of wing it and still pull off a whole shot here or there. Yeah, everything's even but now. The, the field is so good that it's – I mean, you saw Craig go down, like, and everyone was blaming Hunter on that one, but – No, Craig didn't Mosman shut off. Cut, cut, yeah, Mosman cut on us. We cut yeah. on Craig. Craig didn't shut off. It was a yeah. – a big crash, but that that just shows the field is so strong. Yeah, they all want it for sure, and I think it's one of those things too, where you know it's it's one of those things where a lot of guys are transitioning now from cable clutch to hydraulic, and it, it's, it's some guys it's harder to adapt than others. Yeah, no, for sure. Like we we're fortunate enough to be able to get that hydro system, and Hunter loves it because he we ran a stock perch and clutch all last year. Okay, on a cable, and now we're on hydraulic. He's like, this is a game changer right here. That's awesome. So that was gonna be my next question. Like, what was his what was his feel like from going from cable to clutch or to hydro? So yeah, dude, he was bugging us so hard. He heard that we had one in the works. He's like, give it to me. And we're like, buddy, we only have one. Yeah, leave yeah. us alone. Wait till we get some parts. So we finally got some parts together, and and we're able to have them on all of our bikes. Sweet, it's good. He loves it. That's awesome. Just that consistency. It's always always the same. Yeah. No cables, uh, no stretch, none of that stuff. He he likes it. So is he like a uh, a soft tire guy or intermediate tire guy? Um, he runs the same. He likes a worn in tire, just like a seat. Okay. 
So we uh, we have a special way we go about our day with our tire selection. And like I said, he likes a worn-in tire, so I'll flip some things around and make it so we're not brand new every time we hit the track. We'll put it at that. That's pretty cool. I know like some guys were like that yeah. too, like with suspension. Like they hated brand new forks for a race. Like they'd go yep. for practice, ride practice, all you know, two, three days of practice, and then they get a fresh set for race. It's like, no, give me my practice set. Like I want my worn in practice set. Right, right. Some guys are head cases like that. Yeah. Um we're we're pretty level headed. We've never run into any situations where he's like, I gotta have my, my practice stuff. Like as long yeah. as the setting's good and what he knows. He, he, he handles business. Yeah. So for yeah. so for you, like race day, right? You get there seven o'clock in the morning. Do track walk. Do you ever do track yep. walk? And you're like, dude, I can I can I can race this, or I can ride this track. Like dude, this track is is mine. I can do this. I look like I'm at the practice tracks and stuff, and I'm like, I'm like watching their lines, and I'm like, I don't know, man. Like I I can ride, but I, I don't I don't have it anymore, dude. <laughs> they washed the, up. The stuff that they're hitting, it's incredible. It's yeah. huge. And the amount like of even speed, too. Old Hanny comes out with us every once in a while, and he just cranks it out. I'm like, dude, the guy's a freaking legend. And he like, drops a front tire, too. You're like, what are you doing? Just fully committed. And he'll he'll run some laps with the boys just to kind of mess them up here and there. Yeah. And he, it's incredible. For me, now nah, I'm going to stick to my Harley. I'm going to stick to my bicycle. I, I've hurt my knee a couple times uh, this last year, and I, the moto is down. I'm down and out, dude. I'm washed I up. I know. I don't blame you. I get, we did a little media day last year. The A-Stars got you some gear, and I'm like, you can tell, yeah. he, you can tell he's a dad now, dude. Big dad guy. Dude, <laughs> I had a great time until I, I – that's the second time I hurt my knee was out that, that, that day. Yeah. I freaking dabbed my knee, popped it, and that thing swelled up. Johnny O was like – Cam, I don't want to tell you this, but it's not good, and it ain't good. But I rehabbed it up. We're feeling all right. Yeah. I can uh, if I hopped on a bike, I get into a flow, and then I forget I have injuries, and then that's when I hurt myself. <laughs> just dab it. So, yeah, just dab it. So I switched over. I've been riding my bicycle this year. Got a little motivation to stay on that thing. So there you go. I'll stick with that. Dude, what about Johnny O? God, I would like Johnny to see o. him spin a lap on an old two fifty or four fifty. Dude, you should see him and Hunter, just him, Hunter, and Jet, just as nonstop haggling each other. Come on, Johnson, <laughs> get on the bike, do a couple laps. Come on, Johnson, just, Johnson, just runs him up, runs him up. But then by the time the day's over, they're smoked and they forget about it. Yeah, Johnny goes home with a smile on his face. Just it's saying, incredible. Just keep saying shit, boys. I'm gonna make you do it. You, know, yeah. you can't walk straight. And then he'll just go crush him on the bicycle. God, what a legend. It's, yeah, he's awesome. He's actually been really fun to hang with and learn his ride through Honda and all that good stuff. He's yeah. a good dude. Yeah, like like I said, and I've said it multiple times during the show, but the, the squad over there seems like a pretty pretty good vibe. Dude, it's so fun. Like, it, yeah. like already working on dirt bikes is awesome, but when you got a crew around you that you enjoy working with, and it, it, it you can't beat it. Yeah, I could see that for like, sure. Like, that's how it is with us. You know all, I mean, we got a good team, so. Yeah, you're, we're only going to get better yeah. with with our squad. So the vibes are good. The racing's good. What more can you ask for, right? Yeah, it's it's one of those things to where it, it all goes hand in hand. We've heard horror stories of teams and guys not talking and, and stuff like that. So 
hopefully these guys get to stay together for a long time and they don't get split up. You know, it's just unfortunately that's just a part of our sport, but it seems like they got a good vibe going. And I think Lucas is is making it a point to where these guys got to stick together. And I'm excited to see what happens. You know, Kenny's awesome. He's going to be one of the best to go down in history. But let's be honest, he's only got a couple years left. He's getting up there and these guys yep. uh, are right behind him. So it's going to be exciting to see what the future holds. And, you know, Jade, Jade left you guys and went over to KTM, but... It seems like yep. uh, Chase's new mechanic. He came from Cowie, and he seems like a really cool dude. That he he's super knowledgeable too, right? Like he builds some badass yeah. stuff. Zim's awesome. I actually just for the short time he's been around, I've taken notes of his little little tweaks on the bike. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. I want to do that. Where'd you, how'd you how'd you learn that? Yeah. So he, Zim's been awesome to get to know and hang around. Uh, working with the legends, or it's pretty cool. Pretty yeah. freaking cool. It's crazy to see some of these guys like Frankie and Carlos still doing it, dude. Like, is that going to be you in 30 right? years? Like, you're going to be I know. caning it, caning it over there dude, with your blown out knee? Dude, we get hassled all the time. Like, you guys going to do this forever? And, yeah. I mean, you you always want to build build yourself. So, as I'm going, I'm absorbing everything from I'm in the machine shop trying to learn stuff, in the engine room trying to learn stuff, anywhere I can pick something up. To better my career in the long run, I'm on it. That's awesome. So it's it's just absorbing it's tough it all. to do it. Like Goose did it for a long time too. And I mean, if you're in the motocross industry, you know who Goose is, right? Yeah. Exactly. So, and you know he's still doing uh, it, but he's just doing it now for nagging customers. Exactly. So I mean, <laughs> do I want? Do I even want to go that far and do that? So it's yeah. hard to transition. I feel like from the sport, unless you transition into like a crew chief or manager like Lars Lindstrom he's done it all he's yeah. been from the bottom of the barrel to now he's our our, our team leader he's our manager so I mean it's yeah. it's doable you just got to stick around for it yeah it's one of those things where you, if, it's, if it's something you love you just you just grind it out and, and do the daily yeah. deal so um, yeah exactly sorry my kiddo he wants, he wants uh, to be on it too dude he wants to be a mechanic yeah he's like give me that mic huh, yeah, I got this dude <laughs> he's like oh, he's awesome. like put me on the gate pops uh, yeah seriously we got him a bike we're just waiting for him to get an old enough so that so uh, you thinking you're like i i know murphy over at rockstar his two kids um i always give him crap i'm like murphy you gonna get your kids into it? he's like they're getting golf clubs right i know i'm thinking <laughs> the same thing but now i've got two freaking stay sticks we got pws we're freaking we got all these motors like motocross style stuff I'm like man yeah i'm gonna be a moto dad too i'm never gonna get out of this thing no and you got and if you and hunter uh, stick together you're gonna have those two fucking a-holes oh, pushing yeah. your kid to do funny shit he's gonna be probably pranking you by the time right? he's five years old but i already pushed like i got my uh he's turning six in february like yeah we don't have grass in the backyard we got we got a moto track okay. and it's tiny but it's got doubles and it's got turns, and he just had his second basic race on uh, Sunday. But uh, our, our track's a little tight, so he likes to skid. And at Elsinore, it's a little wide open. So we went down twice, but we're, we're still looking for that dub. Yeah. yeah. It's coming. You're, you're building. You're building. And, like, I am I got Harleys and stuff torn apart in my garage, and, like, the kids are going to be motorheads no matter what way I look at it. Yeah. As much as I want to buy them golf clubs and a freaking basketball they make their own choices, right? Oh, your chick hates you, dude. The garage is just full oh, of shit. <laughs> shit. Dude, I cleaned it out. It, it, this is, she's like, you're always in there cleaning the garage. 
And I'm like, this is my, this is my life. This yeah. is where I want to be. This is my therapy. This is right my, uh, exactly. It's my therapy. She's like, why don't you clean the house? You get to do everything in the house. So I have like, yeah. what, two, two ornaments in the house. It's a picture of my family and like from home. Right. And then it's a little motorcycle. Yeah. Those are the two things in the house that I put up. The rest, that's on you, honey girl. It's funny how all all moto relationships are the same. Like it's garage and house. Like it's all the yeah. same. It's all the same. Like I love it. I love it. Yeah, uh, the gr- the gr- go yeah, ahead. Go it's ahead. good. No, the garage is good. Like this yeah. is where I am right now. I was like, oh, I know perfect place. I'm gonna go in the garage and I'll do a pod- podcast with Justin. Hang out. It'll be perfect. Yeah, I love it. Huh. Um, Hell yeah. So we have a segment called Beach Say What, um, presented to you by JD Beach. So huge shout out to JD for yeah. doing this for us. Um, if you guys haven't had a chance yet, please go check out JD's Instagram at JDBeach95. Um, his race season's getting to start out. So he's uh, with Factory Yamaha again in the AFT series, American Flat Track. So please, again, go check him out. And also a huge thank you to him for taking the time to do these. But he's got a few questions for you. And I, it's funny because like I was supposed to do the show and he texts me. He's like, "Hey, he hasn't he hasn't um, accepted my request yet." And I'm like, "Dude, he's he's probably gonna block you, dude." I was like, "He's he's not feeling it." <laughs> and like we were just joking around. I was like, "I'll tell him right now to accept you." So he's like, "It's funny because like he's always got to go and like follow random people like for my show." And I was like, "I kind of feel bad." I'm like, "Shit!" Like I feel bad, but he's a trooper and I really appreciate his time. <clears throat> but cool. Um, so he wants to know. What was like the biggest thing for you? Like we talked about a little bit, you know, you're going Loretta Lynch, you're going Freestone, you're going mini O's going to Belgium, but amateur mechanic, like, do you feel the amateur scene and the pro scene is kind of like, I don't, I wouldn't say bad, but do you feel like we're setting amateurs up for success? I guess in a way. Like you, like you were an amateur mechanic and now you're, you're a pro mechanic. So you get to see the ins and outs of it, but it's, it's <laughs> tough just cause it's such, I mean, I don't want a dog on the amateur yeah, racing, it. but it's just, it, it sucks having to be there for a week and then, uh, and then ride for what maybe two hours. What? Yeah. Maybe two hours. Like it, <laughs> you get, you get limited as you, as you grow too. like, you do six motos in a week at Loretta's, but at least they're, they're longer motos. They're like 20 minutes or whatever, but you go to a qualifier and it's a quick six laps. You go like anywhere else. It's so fast. And sometimes they run into where they run out of time and you get cut laps. Right. Like that's, that's the part of amateur racing. That's really hard. Especially like even the Lawrence's had a struggle with it. Like we spend all this money and we get just a few laps on the motocross track. Like, how is that making, how is that uh, getting you ready to go racing a 30-minute moto in an outdoor with the best riders in the country? Like, right. It, I, so that's where you have to start prepping yourself as a racer, as a kid, early. Like, you can't just go do your sprints. You got to do more. Yeah. Like, you, you got to, you have to do more. Yeah, I almost feel like, like have your have your sprint speed, but also work on your longevity, your strength, and all that stuff. Yeah, like I, I feel like, and I could be wrong, but it's cool what MX Sports is doing with the amateur day on Sunday or Friday before right. the races. But I feel like they should put more presidents on 
making these guys like a pro class at these nationals. Like this is this is this is what you need to do to get your points. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to go to Loretta's right. or have to go to like you need to race all twelve rounds and or not even all twelve, something maybe six or something, but you need they need to make sure that those guys are doing thirty minute motos at a pro national. You know what I mean? Like Right. I the, I think they call it the combine. Yeah. I thought it was cool. I watched I watched the uh, was it Iron Man? Yeah, Iron Did Man. Did they have one in Iron? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I watched that one, and because we were watching Chan Thomas ride, and yeah, I think it was De Francisco. I think I think that's good. That's yeah, good I was really. I thought that was a really good event. Yeah, it, I thought there'd be more. I was surprised there's no star guys there, but that that's kind of a good start to let them race the racetrack the pros are racing. Yeah, it was a little bit flat. It wasn't as it wasn't as rough and tough as a real. Uh, outdoor but at least yeah at least it was in the same program the same process to get these kids ready to go racing yeah with the big motos like you said and bigger jumps faster pace um yeah like let's be real loretta's is cool but it's an 85 track you know what i mean yeah Um, it is and do we race we went there raced it twice unfortunately it was a mutter right um for for the outdoor uh series but yeah it's it's small it's it's up and down. It's like yeah. it is small, but it is gnarly. At that's the, the thing. Like time. it does like get I, rough. Like I would say, that's definitely I, one of the roughest ones. Like that gets as rough as a national. Um, and then the heat. You yeah. see the kids come off, and they're straight to the water bucket. Yeah, straight, straight drinking. Like pour it on my body, cool me down. So yeah. I think it's grueling and tough. But yeah, it is. A, there's no elevation. It's completely flat. There's no jumps. Yep. So yeah, it'd be cool for them to be like is. a pro. Like pros would be like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, so you guys didn't have to be there all week. Right. That would be kind of no, sure. kind of neat. But um, I will say, like, I'm excited for for the outdoors. I know that Supercross is a bigger deal, but the thing I like about outdoors is everybody's on the same coast. Like, I wish Supercross would be yeah. all the same. You know, I get they get two regionals, but it's like, like the four fifties. Yeah, I, but it's like the teams are already right. going to each round, so it's like I wish they'd just have you guys do all of them, all seventeen. But <laughs> Um, right. I don't see that ever happening, but I do like no, outdoors. It, it kind of gives, because it does give the privateers a chance to yeah to race. Because if we had all facts like it, I mean, it would be it would be really freaking cool. But it would be insane having every rider there to chase the championship. Yeah, it makes as in the lights class. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, could you imagine? Man, it would be what eighteen oh. guys on factory bikes. Oh my god, it'd be unreal. Yeah. Be really good unreal, reason. like for sure, for sure. But and I, I also think I'm getting off topic, but I also think that would be more money for the sport, right? If you have the top guys on every week, and you do on both coasts, but I feel like if you had more available rides, you'd get more money from sponsors. But again, then we're getting off topic. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But all right, let's see what else JD has. My dog will not shut up, dude. He wants to be on the podcast too. Come on. Um. So let's see here for you. What was the biggest perk going from factory connection to factory Honda? So a little, you know, like what was something that kind of, we talked about it a little bit, but for you, like, I guess I, the, what was a perk and kind of what was something that really surprised you? I guess, let's see. I mean, at Geico, we had like, it was awesome. We had everything. The shop was beautiful, immaculate, huge. I mean, big enough to fit two semis and then, coming down to Torrance, it's a little, little bit different, but I mean, it goes back to 
the first rider that comes to my head is Ricky Carmichael. Yeah. And I watched, I watched him over and over and over and over and Mike Gosler's and, and stuff. And to be working in that shop with legends like that, that have gone through the same place. I mean, it's, it's pretty incredible. Like yeah. even to this day, like showing up there, it's like, I made it. Like I'm at, I'm at the top. Like this is what it's about. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, you guys, the team, you know, Jet or Hunter didn't win the title, but the team won the title. So just to be a part of that whole, exactly. whole deal, that whole program, and everybody's a, a a winner. Like you guys all come together to to do the same goal, right? So to bring a championship to that team and to be a part of that team when a championship comes to that team, it's, it's got to be pretty exciting. No, it's pretty awesome, and uh, it was pretty cool to change over from Geico and come to HRC and have one of our guys like make it to the top, like. Yeah, get that championship. That was totally. a pretty special moment for all of us to be in such a crappy situation and then to turn it around and make it great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's one yeah. of those things too, like a lot of people don't know is at Honda, they're, they're the motocross team is there, but you, a lot of people forget they've done a lot of other things and there's a part of that yeah. building that's like super secluded. That's got some cool shit in it. Um, oh, yeah, prototype stuff and, and whatnot. That's not just motorcycle related. Road racing stuff, indie cars. I mean, there's there's a museum that we've got to go check out, and it's just loaded with badass stuff. Yeah, my, my kid's talking. <laughs> he likes he 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 knows about that room. He's seen it. He's like yeah. He's like dang right. That's the best room in the in the company. Yeah. No, they have they have some legendary stuff. Champo bikes, like yeah. And it's it suck. I wish people could see more of that because they're just collecting dust, you know? Right. I wish that stuff was more uh Yeah, could you imagine Honda for, like, for, charge for tours? Like, God, they'd right, make some good money. Open a little museum or something, but I know it's, uh, it's a lot of special stuff, so they like to keep it very, very yeah. tight-knit. Yeah, no, I get yeah. it. Let's see here. What's his next one? So for you, he wants to know... Do you do anything cool with the old team clothing, or do you just put it in a box and forget about it? Sometimes I don't know what to do with it all. Like, I'll, oh, really? It's like that, like, huh? Well, sometimes, like, there's yeah. stuff I have. I'll have my keepsakes, but I mean, I I don't wear my street clothes to the track, so all my my shit has grease marks and yeah. basically wear it down to the point where the threads are coming out, and it's throwaway time, or you turn it into a rag. Yeah, that's crazy. But, yeah, um, I was wondering because that stuff's not cheap. You know what I mean? Like that team gear. Yeah, I've done some of it for Phoenix Honda, and like their bill, it's crazy what what costs for team apparel. Yeah, it's hefty. Yeah, um, yeah but I I try to yeah. utilize all the stuff as long as it can go. <laughs> like I'll I still got some grease some grease fall shirts that I wear every once in a while. But yeah, we. We try not to blow through the budget with clothes. Like we'll be yeah. respectful of it. It's not grab and go. It's use it, abuse it, and if you need something, you're taken care of. But but don't uh don't just chuck your stuff or give yeah. it away. Like yeah, be respectful. Like, exactly, exactly. Yeah, that makes sense. So what do you what do you think, dude? Five years down the lo- the road, like where where do you think you are? Like do you feel four fifties? Do you feel um? I'm, Maybe like do like love, a team team role. Maybe go up higher in roles. Like, what's what's the I what's mean, your goals? I, I want to see this through with Hunter. Okay, I like to kind of follow his path and 
and become that 450 guy and try to get some wins. And if the championships in our, uh, our future, let's freaking go. Like, yeah, it would be like, that's the ultimate goal is to be on the 450 class and fighting for podiums and championships. So I'd like to go through that. And if it, if it leads to, uh, a crew chief position and I can learn enough to support more, uh, racers in their careers. I, I love, I, I love for that opportunity, but totally. I guess we'll, we'll see. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, that's kind of what, you know, you never know what the future holds. Like, like for both of us, you know, like 15 years ago, who would have ever thought we, I would be living in Nashville. You'd be doing fly and you'd be living in SoCal working for Hunter Lawrence. Like, you know what I mean? No it, kidding. It, and you just never know. And then Lincoln ways meeting up at Washougal and then yeah. I didn't even know you had a podcast and you hit me with that. I'm like, hell yeah, let's do this thing. Yeah. I mean, it's nothing crazy, I still but t- <laughs> we're getting, I there. mean, I still talk to uh, like Ballard and uh, CJ and those boys and stuff. So yeah. it's pretty cool to see us all doing like, he's one of like cranes and stuff. Yep. TJ, two kids. Bust, well, he's got one, but wheelies over. Right, right. They're recently pregnant. CJ's yeah. busting wheelies on his freaking Harley across bridges and on ramps. Yeah, just yeah. We all got our our thing, and it's pretty cool to see our friends succeed. Yeah, it's it's cool to see like that. We came from just punk kids to to all having really rad right? careers, and and uh, not ending up doing anything with how much stupid shit we did back in the day. It's cool to see where we're right. At. <laughs> um, so. Hey, we, we, we enjoyed life, right? Yeah. I mean, that's what, I think that's the cool thing about dirt bikes is the stories and the friends and the memories you make. Like, it's just, it's, it's unbelievable, honestly. And the places you get yeah. to go, like, Bel- like you said, you went to Belgium, dude. Like, that's just insane. Like, it's, it's cool to dude. see what dirt bikes have provided for us in, uh, in our lives. Dude, I got to go to Russia with Joe. It was oh, un- that's unreal. Gnarly. I'd be scared dude, to leave my hotel. Krasnodar, Russia. It was unreal. Got to swim in the Black Sea. Yeah, the, the places motocross has led me, it's, it's freaking unreal. Like, what would, so, and, like, do you have a favorite? Like, would you say Russia was your favorite, or was, was Russia your scariest? It wasn't at, I mean, God, it goes back and <laughs> forth. It wasn't, yeah. I never felt like I was in harm's way. Yeah. But when we did get, when we did get there, um, we couldn't. We saw the the hotel, but we couldn't find the freaking road to get to it. Okay. So I pulled into this this apartment complex, and some old man came out and was like yelling at me in Russia, Russian. And I'm like, dude, I don't. What do you? I'm. I don't know what you're saying. I'm probably the only American in the country or in that town or city, whatever it is. Yeah. And he's yelling at me, and then I hear policia, and I'm like. Oh shit! We gotta get the hell out of here. <laughs> Let's roll I ain't going to. I am not going to jail in Russia. Absolutely, that that's no, scary. You'd be dead. So I'm yelling at Joe's grandpa. He doesn't know English. I'm like, Grandpa, get in the car. We're out of here. Yeah. But we ended go. up making it there. We we made it there safe. Yeah. We got locked. We got locked in the elevator once, but we got out of there. Actually, I didn't. Somebody else did, and I helped the hotel man. This is how third world. I helped the the hotel manager get the freaking um, elevator going again. I was up in the attic, shining the light so he could work on it and stuff. Dude, dude it was unreal, but it was That's fun. Cool. Didn't that was the only sketchy part? But it was actually a really really cool experience. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where it's like you know, just little stories like that that you just look back on. You are like, holy shit! Like that was dude. that was crazy. 
crazy. Like looking back on that in 10 years, 20 years, my kids are older and stuff. It would be unreal. Yeah. Heck yeah. Um, anything else that you want to add? Like anything that's kind of sticks out? Anyone you want to thank? Um, we're kind of winding this thing down. Um, like I said, I want to try to keep it around an hour. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd like to thank my friends, my family. Big shout out to Jeff Astana at MX Clinic. I mean, without him, I'd, I don't know where I'd be. I mean, yeah. he was a big help in getting me here and keeping me motivated. So the Shimoda family, the Lawrence family, my friends, like I said, friends and family, uh, For sure. it all goes out to you guys. Hell yeah. No, it's it's been a fun ride, and I'm excited to see what success brings you and also to Hunter. And, you know, right now you guys are off to a yeah. great start. So hopefully I'll get to see you in, uh, in May, and you'll be holding that number one plate. So I'm excited. Come on. Let's, let's fucking go. Let's go, dude. I appreciate your time, Justin. This of has course. been fun. Yeah, no worries. And huge shout out to our sponsors. Uh, please check them out. Spot Network TV. Please download the app. We're getting you know great traction through that. You know, I was talking to Brent the other day, and he says we're getting more and more people through that app. Um, go check out Works Connection. They use uh, Factory Honda uses their parts. They do the engraving for for Hunter on his bike on the master cylinder caps. So please check out Works Connection at worksconnection.com. Acherbys, they are a big part of the industry. They they help out a lot of the teams in the pits. Scott, they're on the top riders in the industry. They're all their products are made in the USA. Motion Pro, I bet you have a cool Motion Pro tool that you can't live without. Absolutely. Yeah, what's your favorite? But it's, uh, it's gone. It's gone in the archives because it's a cable luber. Okay. But but it was one of my favorites. It was a different one. I like your regular one. It like it was kind of a tube that you slid the thing through, and it. It didn't leak as bad as all the other ones. I really like that one, but uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah. They make some rad stuff. I just got the new gauge, their new digital gauge. It's, yeah, it's oh, really badass. Yeah, I use that thing daily. <laughs> yeah, that thing's awesome. I got, a, I've got a couple of them. The the air gauge is awesome for tire checking and stuff. That that is my daily go to. Don't forget to check your tire pressure, kids. Yeah, for real. Um, <laughs> and then Bell Ray. Those guys have been with me since day one. I'm actually going to see Cody next week. So huge shout out to Bell Ray. I'm excited to uh, get their new 10W50 in the, in the gas gas, which will be weird. I've been 1040 my whole life. So now I'm going 1050. And and that's it, man. It's, it's That's a wrap. Actually, I want to ask you one more question if everybody's still listening. Let's go. You said kids. Yeah. What would you recommend yeah. for kids to, to either riding, racing, living? Like what what's one thing that you could say, hey, like if you want to do this – this is what you need to do. If no matter what it is for the kids, if you find something you like to do, put your heart and soul into it and something good will come out of it. Whether it leads you to something else that you didn't really know you were good at or it leads you to that thing and you become the best at it. So keep your head down, work hard and good things will happen to you. Totally. And like, like he said earlier, if you have an opportunity, don't be scared to try the opportunity. Risk it. Don't for don't the be scared. It 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 gets tough, and just stay. All I can say is stay in it. I I had tough times with the sport and missing family and wanting to go home, but they supported me and through friends and family, I've, we've freaking made it happen. Here we are today. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Thank you, Cameron. Please check out Cameron on Instagram at camchain six two one. Um, check me out on Instagram yes, at triple J five three three. Yeah. Triple J five three three and at Moda spot show, but that's a wrap. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you guys. All right, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. Sweet. Thanks, Justin. I appreciate that. It was fun. Hell yeah, buddy. We'll, we'll chat soon.
All right, buddy. I'll talk to you later. All right, later.